Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I'm Matthew Elliott. So, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty good. I'm still on paternity leave at the moment. I've got another week left. Yeah, you forgot to you forgot to shoehorn that in last week, didn't you? Yeah, I dodged, I think I dodged it. I think I had I was on a, a very minimal hours uh, hours sleep over. A few days before we did the last week's podcast, but no, it's going all right. Uh, I've got another week off now as well, so yeah, tiring, but all good. That's three. three so, I, I was, I was, I was going to ask you, Matthew how how did the uh, how did the baby come about? I'd absolutely get my dong out. All <laughs> oh, right, okay, so that, that's how it works. Oh, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah that, that's happened at least three times now. Yeah, so all, all good. Yeah, actually arrived the. Um, early hours of Saturday morning after the West Brom game so uh, yeah bit another girl baby Serafina all came all very uh, very healthy and happy was home a couple of days later so um, yeah it, partner started going into labour during the uh, during the baggies game which wasn't ideal but you know <laughs> yeah, you you text me something like fucking hell I knew this would happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we, we're all all week. We, I've been saying it's clearly going to happen during the game, and you know it nearly. We, we waited until until after it finished to head over to the hospital. Put, put, put a cork in it, yeah. like <laughs> like the caring partner that I am. So it's, it's all good. How about you? How are things with you? Oh, same old. Just nothing interesting. No, no babies. No babies. I think no. Not that you know. No. Anyway. Well. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> Leeds, Sheffield United, the two of the top three teams, and we've taken four points out of it. So, decent haul. Well, on the face of it, given how March was for us, pretty, pretty special, really, wasn't it? I mean, no, no, no points through March, and then four points from playing the, the two of the top three. Two of the top three teams, yeah. I mean, two, two really solid performances as well, like professional performances. Certainly, the Leeds, the Leeds one. I think we. Probably well deserved. Better team throughout. Defended really, really well. Reduced them to sort of minimal attempts, and you know what the attempts it did have. Patrick Bamford seemed to make a bit of a hash of it. Anyway, yeah, that, that was the only the the only real attempt where I, I I thought that we looked a bit shaky was that Bamford one where he hit the yeah. post. I think other than that, there was a a save by Camp. Um, that it to me it actually looked like a fairly routine save. Yeah, uh, I think on the replay as well, people have have kind of thought that. Yeah, I um, think if, 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 I think I think you said, I think we we spoke about it. It depends where you are on the ground. That looks like an amazing save. But actually, when you watch the replay, it's like yeah, well, you'd be disappointed if you didn't save it. But you know, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, he kept the ball out, and that's it. Bamford obviously uh, missed the the one t- at the beginning, and we went and scored down the other end just a few minutes later. Was it about three minutes later or something? We scored after that rebound yep. post. A couple of minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it wasn't too and, and, similar against Sheffield United, was it? When they scored, and we went and scored a, an equaliser a few minutes. After. Went right back. Yeah, and it, it was nice to see that we've got that bounce back ability, as they call it, or as was it Ian Dowie called it. I don't. I, I feel like it's an Alan Partridge quote, but I'm not sure. It, might, it, it probably would be. It's not a lot of difference between Ian Dowie and Alan Partridge sometimes. So maybe, yeah, it's potentially. 
<laughs> oh, it could have it could it could have been a Holloway thing. It, I think that, it was that way. Yeah, Holloway sounds more doable actually, doesn't it? Easily. <laughs> well, I don't know. It could be anybody, but yes, absolutely. I mean, we. I mean, that's if we focus on on Leeds first of all. Thought I said really, really professional, solid performance, and we obviously we lost. Kefton Bell, which wasn't ideal to, have to change things around. Colin had to go into midfield. He did a really, really good job, I thought. I know afterwards. Gardner, you said was, uh, I, I didn't read this, but you said he was sick at half time, was he, or something? Yeah, he'd been sick during the week. I think he'd only trained once and then a very short amount of time on the Thursday. So I think he was just going in there and trying to give it his best and it got to half time and, and he had to come off. So yeah, I think it was just a sickness bug or something along those lines. So we. Wasn't ideal, but you know the the boys still pulled together and put in a, a really really good performance. But I mean, shout out to my other match of a, a Leeds game, Mike Dean. Come on, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. It was nice to have a referee that looked competent, and uh, I, I know he loves himself, but I, I think he actually took control of the game, didn't get away from him, and he actually made. Decent, what I thought was decent decisions for the game. He made really good decisions, and the key thing for me was he let he let the game flow as well. There might have been yeah. a few niggles here and there, but you know they were next to nothing, and probably and he was very fair with the way he just let the let, let the game flow. And it, you know, people in the Premier League might hate him, and that's fair enough because you know he he, he does come across as a bit of a showman almost, but actually he's a really really good ref. And the difference between the refs we've been getting. And him was huge, massive, yeah, yeah absolutely huge. But I mean, back on the important stuff, absolutely fantastic finish from from Shea Adams again. I think we did talk about him maybe refining his goal scoring touch against Leeds, didn't we, in the last podcast? Because you, that yeah, the sort of the run we scored that pretty well, didn't we? <laughs> we did, yeah. Well, you got the score yeah. exactly right, so um, yeah, pretty. Wait, I I did. Yeah, you did. You got the score oh, on that <laughs> one. Yeah, I got the I got the Sheffield United score out there, didn't I? So it's all you, you did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, two two points each over them. That's, yeah, I forgot. I've actually lost track of who's on what. I think you're on quite a lot, but I'm not sure. We, we have we have got to have a look at them. And yeah, have a listen back and see what we've predicted. So we'll probably do it for fun from the start. I mean, do it properly next season, maybe cause it's sort of no. Yeah, so on, on to the game. Is there anything that stuck out for you in the in the game against Leeds? I think I've sort of said... Um over the over the two games and it's something that we have spoken about over time as well, and we've actually had a a message on this player um from Connor on Twitter saying Honest opinions on Magoma. Is he a scapegoat or do you think the stick that he gets is deserved? Now, for me, I've never been a massive Magoma fan. He, he, he has moments where he shines, but I don't think there's enough of them. He doesn't look... He looks now, at this tail end of the season like his legs might have gone a little bit and maybe that's the the result of a long season but he offers that defensive side of the game a lot more than uh, say bringing in Hotter or maybe even Marabti would and he understands the way that we play yeah I think that's important so we've spoke about it before even before you the podcast um about 
how magoma has been used ever since by every manager that's come in, no matter who is in charge, has, has tended to always use him. He plays to instruction really, really well. If he's told to do a job, he'll, he'll do it. Defensively, he is very, very good. He covers a lot of ground. And um, his the amount of times he intercepts the ball from the opposition as well. I think a lot of people miss that sometimes. I mean, yesterday, I mean, I think it was yesterday. It might have been Leeds game. He he can win the ball high at the pitch. He can win the ball in front of in front front of his own ball back in front of Pedersen, and he'll carry the ball up. The issue for me with him recently has been his just inability to do anything in the final third. Now, obviously, we've got an assist. Um, against Lee, he got an assist against Leeds for set, setting up Shea, but he's really, really struggled. Other than that, I think certainly the last probably six or seven games, maybe. Otherwise, he's. I think that's what people are looking at him as a, an out-and-out winger and saying he's struggling because he's not cutting inside or he's he's losing the ball. He'll get so far up the pitch and then he'll try to put a cross and it'll go out or something along those lines. But I think. Monk keeps him in there for a reason, and I've seen people joking about he's got Monk's dick pics or he's got Monk's kids trapped in a cupboard or something like that. You know, got them locked away. Uh, uh, as they always come out. Was the yeah. was the last one of them? Was it? Uh, was it? Oh, it wasn't Ravel Morrison. Someone pissed in Lee Clark's. Oh, yeah, that or was the, uh, yeah, the <laughs> Maybe it was Morrison. Lee Clark's pond. Yeah, and someone made that up, and then it kind of went viral, <laughs> which was quite yeah, it was, it was quite funny. But I can understand people getting frustrated with Mags, absolutely. But he's in there to do a job, and at the moment we've got Mahoney and Hotter that can also play, uh, sort of, and Morabti sort of play on the wing. I don't think Morabti's up to speed yet. We'll go into maybe that shortly. Actually, um, we've spoken about the the guys on the bench via. Was it messages last night or this morning? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I walked away last night thinking that with the players that he had on the bench and he had one change left, even after the Gardner change, just either Vassell or Morabti for Magoma or for Duke, who was who looked knackered um, yeah. for the last 10, 15 minutes, and just give us something to get the ball out. And it, 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 we were lacking it. Yeah, I mean, I think I know. I absolutely know what you're saying, but I think one of the problem, I think the problem is to a point, and I might be completely wrong. I might be misreading it, but when you've got people like Duke and Magoma on there that know exactly what they're supposed to do, you know what they bring to the team. Monk knows what they bring to the team. Then you've got the possibility of bringing on Vassell or Morabti, who Monk obviously knows and trusts because he's bought them, but maybe doesn't trust enough to come in and say actually. We don't really want to. We don't need to go on here and win this game. We just need to try and hold things tight and just get the point and then move on. Don't th- I think there's maybe a lack of trust to a point. Maybe even in him, maybe even in himself as well. Because earlier in the season with the Middlesbrough game, we just scored the goal to get back into the game. There was made yeah, a change was, and, that and then lost it. Us, didn't it? Yeah, that that killed us. Killed us a little bit, didn't it? Yeah. But, so maybe, maybe that's there in the back of his mind. But I just think for. For the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I just thought we needed something to just take the pressure. Obviously, we didn't because we held on. Yeah. But it, it just, we were we were inviting a lot of pressure and we just needed, I thought personally, say, uh, just someone to carry the ball, to put a little bit of emphasis on them defending and to, just maybe even yeah. to win the game for us, to nick it for us. Uh, so, uh, what I will do is I will give him credit for. The hottest of last night. Now, 
Mahoney was not having a great game and you can't keep somebody on just because they take a good corner. Um, no. I think he was really struggling defensively. He was getting torn to bits down that side. And then they In changed... the second half, his good corners weren't there no, either, were they? Is it? they yeah. I mean, they changed things when... I think Sheffield United changed things and brought on... I think they brought on Kieran Dow um, and Gary Medea and they moved Dow to the, the left wing and it changed things around, but... Monk almost instantly brought on Hotter to give them something else to think about. So, yeah. and in- instantly Hotter started pushing them back a little bit as well. He's come on, cut inside. That, he played a nice through ball to, that, to Shea. Yeah, uh, that, I was going to say that that ball that he played to Shea was the standout moment for him for yeah. the match and it, it, in recent matches. But that's what you want to see more. From you need him, to see more of that. But he, then he typified like it was, it was classic hotter because about five minutes later we took a corner. It didn't even get packed. It hardly yeah. made it off the ground and then even hit the first man. So, and there's a, there's a couple of times you think he's through on goal and had a shot when, you know, he could have squared it to, to Magoma who was, was in space there. I'm not saying Magoma would have scored in current form, but you know, give him the chance. Give, give him the chance. Cause you've, you, made a bit of a poor angle for himself Potter. he went end up going for the near post rather than the far post yep. he could he could have just squared it I think then but so he came on at least he looked a bit more hungry than he has done for a long time though Potter. I'll oh, give him I'll give him coming that up, coming up to summer now isn't it winter's gone <laughs> he's get, he's get, he's, <laughs> it's getting warmer so yeah he's uh, maybe he's, he wants he wants to start playing again so <laughs> so who knows <laughs> oh god yeah that's uh, funny but yeah I mean all in all um Really, really good performance uh, across the two games. Thought Chris Wilder was was really honest afterwards. He, he, I mean, he said it was. I think one all was a fair result, and I think on reflection, we probably had slightly better chances. But I think one all was was a fair result. I think we'd have taken it before the game. We'd have, a lot of people on Twitter said that they they would have taken a draw. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, if someone had said to you beforehand four points in those games, I mean, you'd, you'd take it, wouldn't you? To be like, yeah. You say, yeah, I would. I don't. I wouldn't want to gamble it. I'll take that four points, no problem. Um, yeah, obviously our goal was a little bit scrappy. I think uh, Morrison sort of toe poke, poke into the net after it sort of bounced around in, in the box a little. A bit of better than Harley Dean's effort a few <laughs> minutes before. Yeah, it has landed which, now, hasn't which, it? Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, yeah. He, tw- he tweeted this morning to yeah. say that it had landed. So. <laughs> And but yeah, it's, yeah. The, 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 the Sheffield United goal was a bit of a signal to concede. I think you've got Gardner probably could have done better. Colin could have done a lot better. It was a very half-assed attempt to try and win the ball, and then Ender Stevens wasn't it? Just absolutely let fly with a shot that I've, yeah. I've watched a few times today just to make sure I'm not being harsh. But Camp really should have got a stronger hand on on that. It's kind of just. I don't know. It's for me. That... I just think that that's camp now, and I've, I just think we know where we are. We know who we've got. If there's a decent effort on goal, there's a chance that it's going to go in. <laughs> so yeah. it, we've we've got to limit those chances. And as as supporters, there's no point in moping about over it yeah. now. It's it's happening. It's it, he's playing the rest of the season unless he gets oh, injured. Yeah. So get on with it. Hopefully, well, he's already playing someone. injured. I think anyway. <laughs> Maybe uh, you know <laughs> that that could, be, that could be that could be his excuse. To be fair, though, he made a really really good save down the other end. From well, it was Duke in the end. It looked like yeah. it was probably a uh, McGoldrick, I think, um, at the time. But 
yeah, he uh, got down to that quite quite well. Very, very good reactions there. Made made up for if he did mess up at the one end, he made up for it. Didn't yeah, he, so. absolutely. But there's been, I think you got involved as well. There's been a bit of a bit of discussion on on Twitter this morning around Lee Camp and his mistakes and whether we go for a new goalkeeper next season. Um, there's been a few names flying around already. Obviously. Bielkowski, is it Bielkowski? I don't know. We'll call him Bart from Ipswich. Bart. Um, we know that we had a we had something in place with him and Ipswich until things kicked off with the with the embargo last season at the, the beginning of the season as well. So I wonder whether we might go back in for him potentially. He's, he's obviously on some kind of list that we're we're looking at or have looked at. So potentially, yeah, yeah. The I transfer, mean, the, the short list. So. I think on Potentially. yeah, I, I mentioned uh, sort of half tongue in cheek, um, Nyland. Uh, I, yeah. don't know, I don't know how the proper way of pronouncing it is, but the the guy from Villa, yeah, who we were obviously chasing in the summer, um, and then things happened and we didn't get him. Yeah, well, he, and yeah, it was, was sort of half tongue in cheek. He's obviously there was potential there for him. He's looked a shower of shit this season, in all honesty. Um, yeah, it's true. But, true. But, I mean, the, the, given he was... Um, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, you never know. The, 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 there must be more to come from him. That Maybe maybe it was the pressure of this... this well, you know what it's like playing in front of them, like, don't you? So, well, a, a massive club that's won the European Cup, like, in yeah. the like, It must be yeah. like huge pressure, mate. Huge, huge pressure. <laughs> It's not that. It's the pressure that the fans put on the players straight away. Yeah. They just expect performances straight well, to be away. Fair, they went yeah. and spent £7 million on that other goalkeeper, didn't they? And he's been absolute dog shit as well. Yeah. So, and they've got, who they got, have they got Jed Steering goal at the moment or something like I that? I think so, yeah. Have I just made that up? No, that, no. I think that is have. him, isn't it? Yeah. I don't follow them too much. That is Jed Steer, yeah. But it's. Again, it's it, it's one of them. Is, is he going to be on sort of forty, fifty grand a week now? Well, this is and it. It's going to be way out of the budget yeah. anyway. I think so. so. I mean, I mean, we need to be careful around what we're spending on wages. I mean, you've got people like um, Nord Nord Christopher Nordfelt of Swansea that um, Monkle knows, solid goalkeeper. Potentially, I know Kieran Westwood at Sheffield Wednesday is out of contract at the end of the season as well. So there'll be a few young players. I think um, Exiled Brummy on Twitter mentioned Dan Bentley at Brentford, who had a really good few seasons with Southend, and he's he's only twenty four, twenty five. So a lot of goalkeepers out there. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Camp was just a stopgap. Uh, a stopgap, given the circumstances. You know, there were two two perfectly good goalkeepers in the squad that could have played instead of him but for for whatever reason they're not they're not in the squad but and they're, they're never going to be are they it's that, that's how it is now no I think um, on the note of sort of spending money or buying players or whatever these the news came out today that obviously the EFL and Blues have both decided to not appeal which is what we'd heard early doors anyway which is good yeah. news, and that will be measured on a one-season uh, PNS or, or FFP, whatever you want to call it, will be based on uh, one season as opposed to the three, as as it normally would be. Which I think Dan mentioned on the podcast uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago. 
Yeah, when he was on, yeah, he did. So, and the, I, I think we're already over that, though, aren't we? The thirteen Quickly. million, their loss, it should be capped at thirteen million. I think we are already at. Uh, I think we're already over it, or very close to it, certainly. So, there's going to have to be some serious wheeling and dealing in in the summer if we are to uh, sort sort it out and to be a little bit more proactive in in, in the transfer market. No, not just that, but if if there's any truth in the talk of the ground share and stuff like that, it's ways of generating income that otherwise wouldn't be there. So this is true. Yeah. So you mean the um, the Coventry? Coventry. Coventry yeah. So the, yep. they released a statement today to say they'd agreed or they'd agreed to uh, two clubs potential to use their ground next season. There's no official confirmation. Yet, but I believe those two clubs will be Blues and Burton. So I think it has to go to the EFL and they and they can ratify whatever the deals are and if they think whichever club is close enough to to Coventry Centre. Because I think we won't, six six miles or yeah something six the, miles are in the CV postcode. But listening to Sean Harvey on the radio the other day, creepy Uncle Sean, he mentioned that uh, whilst that that would be the ideal solution. It has to be that they need to figure out um, something within the guidelines. It might be that it'll be something just outside of, of Coventry, or so we'll have to see how that develops. But I say nothing official on that. But from the people that I've spoken to, it sounds like it, that could potentially be in, in the off in there. But and then uh, that, that, of course, as I say, that's another source of income. Then if that does happen, absolutely, I mean, it, it'd be, some people won't like it, but if it helps to balance the books a little bit and well this is it and i mean <laughs> the, the part we've got we've got a bit of an issue here so yeah we could be close to uh failing again we could have this extra money coming in we could be selling we could have to sell Shea or hot or, who, or whoever but the good thing is that at the end of the season the embargo will be lifted so yeah so hopefully we'll be going from shopping in audi and lidl to somewhere like morrison's so still not cream of the crop but you know, and not to say there's anything wrong with shopping out in Little. You get some really good bargains in that in that in that middle aisle. Quite like that. Special buys. Yeah. <laughs> and you get some really good stuff in there. But, you know, it can be quite hard to get get some decent quality. So yeah, I mean we're hopefully shopping in in Morrison's or Asda next uh, next season which will uh, improve the playing squad fingers crossed it'd be nice to be able to choose from a little bit better quality I think and, uh, yeah certainly I mean I think we're very say the restrictions were there for a reason I completely understand why they're in there it may have felt a little bit hard done by at times but you know um, our hands were tied we'll have a little bit more free reign around what we can oh, free reign we'll have a little bit more flexibility is probably a better word around who we can go for. So interested to see uh, yeah, where that yeah. see, see where it takes us. Right. Last week we started a little quiz for you. Oh, God. It yeah. was a, it was a top, top ten last week. You got a top five this week. So it should be nice and easy. Well, it's top five, it's top six. Okay. But it, it it's, it's a joint fifth. So record transfer fees paid N- nice and easy okay so we've got hotter 
Um, Zigic. Ah, uh, hang on. I should say you've got to name the clubs as well. You want me to? Okay, you want me to name the clubs also. Okay, so Hotto was Brentford. Uh, Zigic was Valencia. Um, bit trickier now. David Dunn, Blackburn. This might be a very quick one. I think there might be might be one that's uh, a bit a bit tricky for you. Emil Heskey, Liverpool. That's four out of the six. Do you want to come back to the other two and have a think? Ben Foster. Okay. Was not. Do you want to come back to it? We'll come back to it. You're listening to Future Fires on the We Are Birmingham podcast. You're running out of town. I was running out of time. When we crashed into each other, the clock stopped. Another cliche line. Destiny caressed us in its crosshairs. We took to it like two rebels in the night.
Now, I've had quite a few questions coming in this week. I've had one from one of the lads off the football team, Lee Hinton. We've seen Blues struggle at home a few times this season against teams that realistically we should be doing a lot better against, i.e. Bolton and Millwall. What do you think going forward Gary Monk can do to try and counter these problems that we've been having? I mean, this season against Bolton, he tried to use Hutter in the number 10 role and that didn't work. So it's, it's a case now of what more can we try? Where does he go from here for next season? Now, I think that the, the issue that we've got more, my, my view on it is that we just struggle to break teams down when they want to come and sit there. So Millwall were a prime example in that we struggled to really create anything they sat there, they soaked it up. We were shit on the night anyway, but I think they made us look a bit shit as well. Um, but they they soaked everything up and hit us with two really good, quick counter-attacks. And I think that the issue is that when teams come and play like that, we just have no idea in, in that team of how to break teams down. And I just think we need better players to do that. I think there, he sounded like Harry Redknapp now. Harry Redknapp's all about recruitment. It's about having good players. <laughs> we, we just need better players. Um, yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. This is not a Gary Monk thing, is it? This has been a problem for quite a while. So, um, you know, we've we've played with number 10s before and, you know, we've played Hotter in the hole as number 10 as well. I think... We're very. We can be very predictable with the way we play, and I think certainly teams that play the same way as us seem to be able to set up to play against us pretty well. And you'd think we'd be able to do the same, but we don't. It's a good question, and it's one that I think a lot of Blues fans have um, asked on a on a fairly regular basis. But I think there's there's probably two ways of looking at it. Yes, we probably need more creativity um, in forward areas and a little bit more flexibility almost. I mean, the fluidity up front is always always quite restricted. You know, you've got, if we're playing 4-4-2, as, as we do a lot at the moment and most of the time at the moment, you've got two wingers and you've got two forwards. Okay, yeah, two forwards run the channels quite a lot and work very hard. But then you've got two midfields, two centre midfielders that don't, you know, okay, they will get through a lot of work, but they're not going to, play killer passes or break defences down so well, I think the, the two midfielders that we've got essentially I don't think that they'd get in any of the top half of the league teams no, they, they, they don't that's the, the issue with them <laughs> they, yeah. gra- they graft and they do a brilliant job of what they're asked to do and we want someone like uh, an Oliver Norwood who you know yeah, can dictate yeah who can dictate play who take the ball off a defence and you know control the pace of the game so you can probe around at your own at your own pace you want someone like that I mean Sheffield United yesterday compared to when we played the May in the season their brand of football seems to have changed a lot they, their brand of football is, seems far more expansive now and you know they played played some beautiful passages of play last night I thought although albeit not coming to much but we need somebody that can dictate a game like an like an Oliver Norwood can put their foot on the ball and control things and you know draw people out of position sometimes I, I think as well just probe around a bit our problem they, they they obviously know that and they they tried to rectify it in the in the summer um with McGinn wasn't there it was one yes. of the targets yeah yeah so 
they obviously know that that's an issue and we ended up with uh, Gary Garner um, yeah. who's an improvement over anything that we had well he's a little bit of everything else we've, yeah. we've got isn't he he's kind of like his brother with legs if that makes sense he's kind of, um, yeah he's he's not he's okay I think we said before he's a jack Gary Garner's a jack of all trades we need somebody that can control a game of football and uh, I, I think to try and open defences up from a little bit further back then of course you want some create, creativity from wide areas but you know wingers are that's a, one thing that annoys me about Blues is we're very rigid sometimes hardly ever and I think we've spoken about this before do we see Magoma or Mahoney swap over or Hotter and Magoma swap over or the wingers changing around and giving full opposition fullback something to think about it, for yeah. me it'd be nice to see us try something a little bit different we spoke about different formations and that may happen when we change personnel um, but you know maybe I, with the pre-season behind us as well yeah I, th- I think things need to change it's, players in. it's been great to see us try the try the diamond it, okay, it worked for about one and a half games and then it kind of went tits up and we haven't used it since and you know that's that's fair enough but at least we've tried something don't be afraid to try something again towards the end of the season or as you say pre-season in terms of an answer I I, I really don't know (laughs) like like you say it's it's something that's been there for back into the the Premier League years you'd come up against a, a team that was around you and you'd always have that doubt in the back of your mind that they'd do you over and it was Fulham over time was it over yeah. years Bolton uh, whoever it was that was battling down the bottom you, you'd always go to the game thinking that you'd have less of a chance than if you were playing one of the big boys it's a bit, the, it, it does feel like a bit of a headphone for us but I mean I think with with someone like Monk in charge and that he's used the squad and he's played it to their strengths you know we've, yeah. we haven't got a great squad to choose from I mean We've got a few, a handful of what you'd call creative players, or not—it's not even a handful. It's a sprinkling of uh, a few creative players, but not even enough. a sprinkling, yeah, <laughs> a well, pinch. Yeah. It's, yeah, and even then, you're kind of relying on them to be consistent. And when someone like Hotter can do through ball like he did uh, last night against Sheffield United, great, and like he did against a similar through ball when. Adams scored against QPR earlier in the season as well. That's great, but you don't get that from him enough. So you need no. a little bit of consistency there as well. So I think there's there's a there's do we know the answer to it? No, but I think there's quite a few different things that would need to change. In my opinion, I mean, we score. I think we're second or third. I think Chris Wilder said um, in his interview uh, post match interview that. Blues like second or third for goals from set pieces, so that shows how reliant we can be from on on that sort of on that sort of scale. And yeah, you know, goals from open play don't always come easy, and when they do, they tend to be from <laughs> tend to be from Adam. So yeah, well, Morrison went to a top scorer from open play yesterday. It's uh, top goal scorer. It's top top defensive goal scorer. Top, top yeah, excluding penalties. So that's obviously like a fallback or something that takes them. I don't know who that is. I haven't looked. Um, right, that that 
sort of leads us on nicely because we were talking about transfers. Uh, we've had a question from Kevin Kelly on Twitter. What is the approach to strengthen the squad? What do we do to keep the best talent and progress on the pitch next season? Bearing in mind, we need to continue within the confines of profit and sustainability rules that are imposed by the EFL. Cheers, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, thanks for the message, Kevin. Uh, we are going to discuss your question, but we're going to roll it in with one from Tan uh, Brummy Joe. Uh, more question for the Web podcast is: um, What do you think our transfer policy is going to be next season? We've seen that our owners in the past have been naive, maybe even ignorant to the rules. Um, I'm not 100% which way they're going to go with it. I hope they've learned the lesson. But my worry is, with Blues being Blues, are they going to do the same again? Are they going to make the same mistakes? Are they going to try and sign some prehistoric striker on about 60 grand a week and get ourselves into even more trouble? Um, or is, is the fact that we've suffered a nine-point deduction and they've seen that their actions do have consequences, will that be enough for them to think, OK, we'll put a proper transfer philosophy um, in place? I think one of the best signings that we could have um, in the summer would be a proper, like someone to look after it and not a Dean or Vatia, but someone who's, whose heart's in the right place, if you know what I mean. Let me know your thoughts. Cheers. It's, it's a pretty timely question, actually. So we spoke about the EFL statement and earlier on about the uh, no appeal and sorry, the Blues statement. Part of their statement that they released earlier on today, Blues said and I'll read it out the club policy on transfers recruitment infrastructure improvement and such like will be clear efficient effective with the aim of maximizing volume on the back of best practice so I mean that could just be a sort of a message to, to say yeah to say you know we're going to try and adhere to, to the rules now so we're really yeah. sorry this is where we're going to move forward but given the circumstances we've spoken about the 13 million um, losses cap, capped off the, this season, which you know we, we might we might struggle with. We've got we've got to be smart about it. No, and I think uh, George, George Baxter on Twitter, I think, also made a good point saying, "Don't the EFL monitor us for a couple of years now?" And I think it, certainly in the, the for the foreseeable future, we have got that in place, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, I, I think there'll be like some form of monitor. I think there will be some form of monitor, and that, and that's absolutely fine. They may have to like ratify deals and things like that as well. Yeah. But you know, they're just to so be. You can't, so we can't go and sign someone on sixty grand a week yeah. who's thirty-two years old or something. We can't, which is you know, you know which on a four-year deal. <laughs> because from the things I've heard, I know that um, you may have heard similar that. Blues would rather go for players between an age bracket of like 18 up to 26, 27, where there is some form of resale value on a player. We spoke Hello, Shea Adams. Yeah, but we spoke, to, we spoke to, uh, about Marab too previously as well, saying he's an ideal sort of signing because he's got a lot of upside. We can get a year's option on him, you know, we can, then we can look at if we wanted to sell, we get some, we can try and gain some uh, resale value, gain some money back on him. But yep. the Chinese naturally like marquee signings as well. So as we know, they tried to go for Lewis Grabin before we had the whole issue with um, FFP. And, you know, we we're daftly trying to bid £8 million for him or something along those lines when, you know, 
So and for the uh, the what was the defender called? Croatian. Yeah, yeah, the Croatian left back, right back. I can't remember his name. The one who's got a ponytail despite having barely any hair. You're just yeah, you're just jealous, jealous of his ponytail, aren't you? I'm, I've reckoned that if I grew mine, I'd probably have more hair than him. I you, wouldn't be stupid enough to try and put it in a yeah. fucking ponytail. I would actually, that's your challenge, mate. You should do that. <laughs> keep keep growing it. Grow it out. Day. Until we get promoted, just see, see, how, see how it goes. I'm already doing a beard. <laughs> that's that's how my beard came about. I didn't, I didn't uh, shave. I think the bet was I wasn't allowed to shave until we won at home, and that was under Lee Clark when we went pretty much a whole season without winning a game. And then you got attached to it. Yeah, that, well, it wasn't me. It was my partner got attached to it, and she was like, "You're not, you're not shaving off." So, so I kept since it. baby number three. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> with, with with regards to the going back to the the topic, um, I do think that that we're going to sell Che. I think that that's as long as an offer comes in that is acceptable, something that reflects. A fair market value for him, yeah. Then I think we're just going to accept it, and I don't think we should stand in his way no. if if something comes in. No, he's, that's, yeah. he's stuck around in the summer. He didn't cause a fuss. Uh, sorry, in January he didn't cause a fuss. He's given. He's, he's worked hard. He's carried on. He's stuck at the task, and I don't think if we've got twenty million in mind, I think if twenty million comes in, say okay, talk to them. If you want to talk to them, talk to them. Yeah. Don't don't be dicks about it. I think they'll I think they'll stand firm. I think Blues will know what exactly what they want and how much they they require. You've got to bear in mind that there's a fifteen or twenty percent sell on fee that's going to Sheffield United as well. So we've got to factor that in. If Blues want to build and move forward, they're going to have to sell players unless they have another season of consolidation and start all over again next season. But you, you or sell St Andrews or something. <laughs> Let's not start that one. Shea, Shea, Shea might might want to stick around for another season. We don't know. Like he's when we spoke, when people have spoken to him, he said he was in no rush to leave. But you know, it could just be it could just be lip service. But you know, yeah, he said he said that when when I spoke to him yeah, about it, he was he was very much. I'm not in a rush. I've I'm young. I've got plenty of time. He's going but then it, it's it's another year, and then I, I I think I can see him going, and I can't maybe I don't think he'll cause a fuss. No, and I, I think as long as a deal comes in, I don't think we should hold him back. I just no. think he, he's carried on playing. He's not kicked up a fuss. Just accept it. It's it's going to happen. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's fine. I mean, just to add on to those the questions from um, Kevin and Tam, uh, Brummy Joe, um, <laughs> had Lee Hyden on uh, Facebook asked a similar question. He says, "Areas you feel we need to strengthen in the summer, and if Shea goes, how can we replace?" And then further to the statement, "How do we strengthen in in the summer?" So we'll talk about that now. So we'll carry on. But he's talk, he's also mentioned about how do we go about offloading players like Stockdale. We've spent a whole season trying to offload him and we haven't had any success yet. So I'm not quite sure, you know, do we end up paying him off? Do we end up coming to some form of mutual termination? Do, does someone Would that not have happened him? by now if that was going to be the case? Potentially. There's, there's obviously a factor that's really causing a problem of them not doing that. And, you know, he's you'd imagine the contract's quite a large one and he doesn't want to give up 
too much money. So you normally have mutual terminations. You kind of meet in the middle somewhere, don't you? They don't get their yeah. full payoff. Because he came on a free transfer, he would have had a large signing on fee, which is can be split across the three years in your contract, but can be also be paid as part of your um, weekly salary. I'm not sure how his is made up, if if that is the case, which I'm pretty sure it would be. But it's very very hard for someone to take him. We're not going to be able to move him on for probably, A, any money, if we want someone to take on his wages. And it's going to be very difficult if we do move him on to, to take someone to take on all of his wages. So we're going to end up having to pay a percentage. How, however, that said, at this moment in time, he's going to have one year left on his contract. A couple of years ago, he was did he get goal, goalkeeper of the year? Uh, gold um, or, or he was glove or whatever team of the year. Yeah, he was on team of the year, wasn't he, for, for Brighton? Yeah. So if you, if you pay him those wages, you cover his wages, sign him on a free transfer you've essentially got yourself a decent keeper. not Maybe not a brilliant keeper at the moment, out of practice. Yeah. Um, I rated him in our season. I thought there were there were a few games, that he, a few things that he could have probably uh, could have probably done better with. But I think generally, you're getting, you're getting a decent keeper. Yeah, I mean, Coventry, the Coventry fans that I know... Um actually said that he was the best keeper they've seen down there for years. I think he only played two or three games. So Since Oggy. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. Chris Kirkland, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. So, there was one of those guys. I think he wants to play, but he'd also be a really, really good backup for maybe a Premier League Premier League team, potentially. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't be... It wouldn't surprise me if maybe like a Chelsea wanted him as a like a number two. Or you know how they have always have like five goalkeepers. You've ended up going there and being a somewhere along those lines, maybe potentially. I don't know. You, that that's the dream. You want someone else who's going to go and take on his all his wages. But moving players on is a is is probably going to be a it's going to be quite hard for us in in some respects because you know we've been picking up players that nobody else really wanted. So <laughs> so. Yeah, moving on him, I think, as you say, Adams will probably end up going. So it's whether what sort of deal we get and then the cut that Sheffield United take. Hotter, do we move him on again? Uh, can we? <laughs> again, yeah, I think people might like him. I mean, I've heard that Sheffield United were quite keen on him at one point and Chris Wilder mentioned him last night in post-match interview again as well. And I know yeah. he they, they're showing some interest. Won't have uh, done himself any harm with... Uh... no. No, and it, it might be that time. they want to go for a play like that as well, potentially. So it'll be and promote, promotion as well means that it, it, it'd be uh, very affordable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they'd go down the route that sort of Cardiff maybe went down and sign players from that played well in the Championship and not overspend too much on, on any um, like Premier League stars or you know plan so, for the future. Yeah, so it, we'll see how it pans out. I mean, we've got to move players. I think we're going to have to move players on. And there are a few. I've heard a few rumours that are well, not rumours. We've seen some pictures that Blues were scouting at Swansea Stoke the other day. So you know, there's that isn't to go and um, scout future opposition because we don't play for those teams before the end of the season. So that must be for for players. You've got. Um, They've been done. They've been doing scouting in League One and League Two in recent weeks as well. So yep. they're, they're definitely setting their stall out to go after some. Maybe if you're saying League One, League Two, 
younger players again with upside, maybe out of contracts. A bit cheaper with a, a resale value as well. Yeah, and you know, normally League One and League Two players, their wages aren't particularly high as well. There's a there's a big difference between Championship and uh, League One, and certainly certainly yeah. League Two. So. That would be the right ballpark for us, but you want people that you know are gonna, you can improve. So, and I think Monk and Beattie and um, Pep really do like players that they can almost treat as a project and work on and, and improve. And we've seen it with some of our players just improve slowly throughout the season and just get better at at, at doing the basics. And we've spoken about Keftenbeld, you know, who struggled to play five yard passes. Uh, last season, but looks like a completely different player. Yeah. Season, so we we know they've got the ability to do that, and that's probably what they'll, they'll be looking to do with now. I think as well. So that'd be for me our strategy, and I've said said it a few times. We'll be looking for, and it's an overused term, but young and hungry, resale value, you know, just with energy and enthusiasm and the right character. We know that Monk is very big on bringing the right characters into the squad and. He's purposely shut out people that he doesn't believe have the right sort of character, and uh, you know there's a reason why the players that are currently part of this squad are part of the squad, and that's because he believes it's that they create the right sort of environment for, for for their teammates. With regards to looking for the lower league teams as well, I wonder whether they might go and have a look at uh, Christian Deutsch, the guy that signed for Bolton, that but then didn't sign for Bolton whether he might be of interest he, he was Boris, uh, Boris Green yeah yeah uh, yeah they should go they, they, they might look down there I mean why go and take, Brown's there take, at his, the moment take well. his teammate Reese Brown as well yeah, yeah. Why, why not we've spoken about him previously as well I think a big thing for, for Leeds as well is obviously trying they're keen to try and get Michael Morrison tied down to contract as well but, and I, but I I still think they'll maybe look for another another centre back, potentially a, a left footed centre back, because yeah. we've got a few right footers in there now. I mean, the three that you know, centre backs, and also West Harding can play centre back as well. And he, he's a right footer. Um, so be interesting to see what happens there with regards to Morrison's contract. That I was talking to someone earlier on about it, and so we're still under the EFL business plan now until the end of the financial year. So yeah. June the thirtieth. So officially, we can't offer Morrison a contract until the first of July. But I'm, uh, which they've got it. They've they've got to do something. Sure, there's got it's to be a... some sort of flexibility in there, unless you know there's a verbal agreement between Morrison agent a, and the club. A pre-contract they've, agreement. Yeah, this is, apparently that's not allowed. But I think there's probably you'd imagine that these things happen all the time that they've agreed something verbally and it's just a case on the uh, on the 1st of July that they just sit down and sign print it off sign it and get it sent sent yeah. away do whatever they, whatever they need to do so get him tied down because I mean it, the last couple of games he's been really really good and I've never been one to sing his praises because I sometimes think he people think he's a lot better than he actually is but just the last couple of games I think he's been really really important for us probably more so with the fact that as was said before we think Dean might be carrying a little bit of an injury at the moment as well uh, it looked like it the other night so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I messaged you and I said it, it, 
the way that he was so reluctant to to take the ball with his left. Yeah. He took four touches trying to get it onto his right foot and then shanked it out of play. So. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. More moving. Um, with, I know Brummie Joe mentioned about um, bringing someone in to maybe look at the transfer side of things. That was obviously in terms of a director of football type yeah. or something. Now, Isn't, haven't, hasn't Gary Monk got someone that he works closely with Yeah, so in terms the, of scouting? There was one thing when, before Monk joined the club, he was quite specific about Blues getting rid of Darren Dean. He didn't want Darren Dean to be involved with the club. Now... Um, Gary Monk has uh, his agent and James he's also Featherstone, is James it? Featherstone yeah he's yeah. also James Beatty's agent he's also Maxine Collins agent I think there's a few others as well he works on Blue he is Monk's transfer negotiator you'll see people like Alan Nixon referring to Monk's transfer negotiator James Featherstone is that guy so it, it'll Omni Sports is his company so it'll be interesting to see you know, if they bring um, players in from from that port, from that sort of that roster of, of players that James Thurston looks after, Conor Mahoney is one. He's an Omni Sports guy, so you know that would tie in then. Yeah, and I think you've got people like Sam Winnell, who's at uh, Sheffield Wednesday at the moment. Who I think he's just come back from injury, but had a really good season or two with Barnsley and had a good season. Had a good loan spell at Derby as well before going back to Sheffield Wednesday it hasn't quite worked out for him but that's the sort of player we could we, we could maybe look at so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Featherston A line up players from his own agency or, and B do some negotiating on behalf of, of Monk with any new players that potentially could be coming in so I just it, that escaped my mind very briefly but I thought I'd just bring that up so so we didn't ignore it Do you want me to uh, to, to skip through some of their Omni Sports clients. Are you, have you got it up? Have you? Yeah, yeah, bring it up then. Why not? Chris Smalling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe Bennett, Cardiff. Yeah. Colin at Blues. Uh, Neil Etheridge, at Cardiff. Connor Mahoney. Yeah. Um, Gary Monk. Um, Stephane Omionga. Omionga. Is he Genoa? Um, like you said, Sam, Sam Willard at Sheffield Wednesday, Jamie Ward at Charlton, and then the pictures go a bit smaller, and it goes Ben Amos at Bolton, brackets Millwall, Jack Armour, Preston, Alex Babos, Babos at Derby, brackets Real Union, Lewis Baines, Fleetwood, and then it goes to some of the youngsters, Man United, Aidan Barlow. Uh, Chris Basham, Sheffield United, Madhu Barrow, Reading, well, George Baldock, Sheffield United. There's a keeper on there, at Sligo Rovers. Sligo, Sligo. Sligo, Sligo Rovers, yeah. yeah. I've never said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes it goes to a few of the youngsters then. Yeah. But if they've got some, some youth at... Uh, oh, Zach Clough at Forest, unknown at Rochdale. Yeah, he's uh, <clears throat> struggled a little bit, hasn't he? He was up... For- for big, thing. we nearly signed him at one point, didn't we? When where was he? Uh, Bolton. Bolton, yeah, we signed him at one point, and I think it was under Rowett. 
then it kind of just he, he just seems to have died a death. It's now it's on the, it out. Now it's on on a watch deal. But yeah, so th- it's worth keeping an eye on that list of players. I think um, Omni Sports because if we are under some form of not restrictions, official restrictions, but if we are under a tight budget, it might be that you know Featherstone and Monk might come up with something somebody from from that roster of right, players. If, if they've got players at uh, Man United youth players with a bit of potential and yeah. if his agent's there then you know you could put it a good word Monk's obviously <laughs> decent at working with the youngsters he's bought yeah. they'll be bought they'll be keen so. on bringing players in that you know who can make an A can they can work with and improve and you know treat as a project but also make an impact almost instantly so uh, yeah but I mean we're in the right I think we're in the right ballpark when we look at players anywhere from the age of 18 up to around 26, 27, except for a goalkeeper, you know, you can, we go for someone mid, a little, little Mid-20s, mid to yeah. late 20s. Even 30s as, as a goalkeeper. Oh. So I, mean, I think Bart at Ipswich, I'll call him Bart, uh, is 31, I think, maybe 32, but you know, not had the greatest seasons, unfortunately. But um, he's someone, obviously, that we had some interest in earlier on in the season, so it might be someone we go back to. We are the Pagans SOH on We Are Birmingham Podcast and this is Banana Nar. Banana, nah. Oh, I said, nah, nah, nah. She was like, I want the banana, nah. You can't have the banana, nah, 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 nah. 
So Ipswich away on Saturday. Yeah, I'm not going because I'm going to be in Cornwall. Oh, very yes. nice. I'm not no. going because it's in Ipswich. Oh, um, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I've got a family family commitments on, on Saturday. It's my uh, niece's... Well, it's my niece's birthday today, but we're going to see her on, on Saturday. So can't go to that. Um, we'll probably try and watch it one way or another, if I can do. How are you feeling about it? It's one of those banana skin type uh, games after getting four points from two of the promotion chasers. Yeah, and they're, they're going to absolutely be scrapping for their lives, literally, as well, aren't they? I think we can relegate them on Saturday, Yeah, can't we? I think we can, and I think we probably will Saturday. So they were quite disappointing against Brentford, by all accounts, based on the stuff that I've read online um, today and yesterday, also last night. They've not had... The greatest of, uh, I think they've drawn quite a few games recently. Um, it's one of those games. I mean, they're essentially almost down to be perfectly honest. I mean, you've kind of ruled them out. It's going to take a, a lot for them to even move off of the off the bottom of the table. Set up four three three. I think they're sort of. Do you think two, we will? Or them. <laughs> They, who who'll set up four three three? They'll set up four three three. That's how they. Yeah, that's how they say. play. Yeah. So I um, thought you meant us. <laughs> no, no, no. They've been playing. I can't see us changing. No, not not now. Maybe once we're mathematically safe. Who knows? But they've been playing with Edwards, who I think is really really good on on the right wing, or and Alan Judge on on the left wing or left of a forward three. So that uh, Edwards, a Welsh. Wing. I think he's in like 25, 26. He's scored five or six and he's got five, I think, the same amount of assists. Real dangerous going forward. I think they've got Trevor Shalabar, who also looked really good. And um, So they've got they've got danger men. It's just about, I think, what, what Blues can do to try and try and break them down. Ipswich, Ipswich needs to win. So they're not going to set up their stall to defend against us. They're going to go out to try and win and probably leave themselves open. So normally, you'd say this would be a banana skin. But given it's do or die for them, they've yeah. got to be balls out. I think this they can't looks, play for the point, can they? Yeah, so I think they've got to come at us. An opportunity to pick up another three points. I mean, as it is, I think we're safe anyway. I don't think we. I don't think we need any more points, but we will get more points. But I think Saturday will be a confirmation of. They will send them down and pretty much settle things down for down for ourselves as well. So, prediction. Um, we're going to go with the same lineup, I think, potentially. Or do you reckon Hotel come in for Mahoney? I can't see him changing it. No, I can't see. I can't see it. I possibly. I think I would, but then I'm not a football manager, am I? So <laughs> no, no, I don't. That's you're not, not where I earn my money. So I think, yeah, I mean, potentially probably the same injuries permitting, illness permitting, same same starting lineup, probably the same bench, I'd imagine as well. So prediction on the score? I think we'll win. Um, I'm going to say two-one blues. Do you know what I'm going to go? Four, two to Blues. 
<gasps> That'd be good, wouldn't it? I'll, I'll take that. I'll take yep. that. Uh, yeah, two goals on the goal difference as well. So there you go. Yeah, I mean that's that'll be virtual virtual safety. Then I think. Yeah, it's it, it, it'd be very surprising if any of those teams, even if we lost every single game, were to catch us on goal difference anyway. But yeah. I think we'll be. I think we'll be. Um, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, two two one for me. Or oh, three one. Two one or three one. Let me. No two one. I'm gonna go with two one. I think we'll go two 0 up, and then they may score one towards the end of the second half that makes things a little nervy but we but we hold out so there's two more answers left on your top five quiz that is actually six okay transfer tra- uh, record transfers James McFadden from Everton one left Now, you said one that I might not expect. As advice, I don't. I've not said that yet, have I? No, still on that. Roger Johnson from Cardiff. <gasps> <laughs> Kept you waiting, then. Yeah. So let's do a a, a quick recap, shall we? In at number five, <laughs> James McFadden from Everton. Also at number five, Emil Heskey from Liverpool. 4.75 million to both Scouse clubs. At number four, Roger Johnson from Cardiff City at 5 million. At number three, David Dunn from Blackburn for 5.5 million. Number two, Nikola Zigic for six million from Valencia. And in at number one, from Brentford for six million plus add ons. Hotta! And there you go. There you go. That was well right. done, that's, mate. That's a little what? bit more, uh, uh, a little bit more my era compared to the uh, <laughs> to last week's. Oh, I don't, I don't think I'd have got Roger Johnson. I had to have a think about it because I wasn't sure. I kept thinking someone like Clinton Morrison for a while, but and it was you that was saying it was one you wouldn't think of. Yeah, and I thought oh, I, 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 I was convinced Ben Foster was like six million, but maybe I was wrong. I, I thought he was. He's not on the uh, Wikipedia list, so. Oh, <laughs> on Wikipedia. I might just, I'd, I'd Birmingham Mail as well, and he wasn't on there. So. I could go now. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Yeah. I thought he was like maybe it was like four million or something, and then with like potential add-ons. Some I don't know, but no, cool. Happy with that. I say, I say a little bit easier than trying to re- trying to remember or know players from eighteen seventy. <laughs> just <laughs> just boards, <laughs> two hundred goals against teams that don't exist anymore. So yeah, it's a <laughs> easier. Right, before we go, just want to have a quick mention. Um, Neil Harris in Wanker. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in the media after the Leeds game that, on Saturday, he went on this weird rant uh, to the to his to the local rag saying that um, around Birmingham fans saying that the club are going to be safe now. They've they've got three points against Leeds, and then he started saying, "Oh, Birmingham and QPR still in the mix with us." I don't know why he suddenly got so bitter over the past few weeks. He was obviously pissed off about us only getting 
a nine point deduction and not twelve or fifteen. Sorry, you wanker. Um, just for a bit of an unprovoked attack by him there for not for like the second time in a month. Don't know what's wrong with him, and I hope they get fucking relegated now. He can piss off. Anyway, that's, yep. that's, that's all I wanted to say. Fuck off, Neil Harris. Yeah, fuck off, Neil Harris. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just before we go, we just want to say get well soon to Dutch Mike and a great gesture from the club to activate the one-year extension at the end of his contract. Uh, get well soon, Mike. Uh, to everyone that's travelling to Ipswich this weekend, have a safe journey. Have a great weekend. And a safe trip to Cornwall to you. Thank you very much, mate. Until next week, keep right on. Keep right on.